0: Game 6, Everton vs. Wolves, 26th of August 2023. Entitled Hard Work. Now I've never been afraid of hard work, I don't like doing it, but will knuckle down to it when needs must. Now, a Sean Dyche side vs. a wolves side, who were disappointing when I had them to commentate on recently, was in my eyes always going to be a tough 90 minutes. Preparations for this early season clash didn't take too long in terms of form guide in the Premier League, as it was only a few games old. Julian Lopetegui's departure from Wolves was still a relevant talking point, but not to be laboured on as it was in the racing past by now. Anyway, travelling in, I was on the Oxford line from Parkway to Marlborough. It was a five-carriage train, and I knew it would stop at the far end of the parkway platform, and therefore I stood right at the end of the platform, near the TV screens that are there for the driver of the train to watch and see that all the persons have boarded. Now I find it interestingly, as I'm normally the only sole Billy No-Mates person who walks the length of the platform because of my knowledge of where the train will stop. The main body of the passengers waiting down the platform at me, not really sure of whether I know something they don't, or I'm just strange, or they will just take their chances in the obvious melee for seating positions when the train arrives. 90 seconds before the train was due it appeared on the bend to my right. Now this site is the precursor to what I call the initial train jostle bags lifted up and there's a general shuffle towards the platform edge. It's not blatant. Some people like to look skywards or anywhere but at the train whilst moderately shuffling forward. But the best is yet to come. When the train glides slowly past them, the realisation that I'm in pole position is lovely to see from my perspective. And then it gives way to a walking stampede towards me in the front carriages of the train. Now I get in, obviously early, and procure my seat. Now I never sully a four-seat space as I'm on my own. I tend to grab a two-seat, often without a window, as no one really bothers about those seats. I never know why window seats are particularly sought after, as the windows are dirty and things fly past at a rate of knots, and those things in the distance are in view for quite a while, and they are generally a farmhouse or some HS2 construction gear. I make my way to my place of work, sat down and ensconced in my pre-match ritual of ensuring nothing untoward has changed, but I'm now aware there are some gentlemen, three to be precise, stood behind me with our executive producer Tom. After a short while I spin my chair around and sort of inquisitively ask all about them and what they're doing, just stood behind me chatting quietly. Apparently these gentlemen are from Africa and were looking around and were also commentators or budding ones looking for how things are done. Well in my normal self-depreciating way i inform them where to go to find the right way of doing things yes 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 yes, i know and i will explain why i do this i'm a bricky turned commentator and everybody else who commentates around me are journalists who have attended college got degrees etc 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 but i am aware that i am unique or special as a lot of people like to call me one of the gentlemen probes me on why i direct them elsewhere I politely, carefully and basically say the same thing as I've just written. They are all now more intrigued than when this started, which is even more uncomfortable. A few short minutes, which felt like an age for me, and they move off around the rest of the studio. Team News arrives and I record a 40-second pre-match Team News roundup for the main show and then relax ahead of the game that lies ahead. I've already said this is going to be hard work in my eyes. Two sides and not a lot of free-flowing football was my thoughts. And guess what? I was absolutely spot on. My mum once told me that when you reach 30 your life flies by. Well, it didn't in this case. One goal, a titanic struggle with no flair and every ounce of my commentary ability stretched to make this one sound vaguely exciting. Mr K from America chatted during a match to me via X, and for the most of the second half I was just trying to work out how to fill a 40 second considered report on this event. But I did the deed, cliche riddle considered, and time to pack up. I turned to put my coat on and was greeted by my budding commentators from Africa. They smiled and said, you are very good, we love the way you commentate. I thank them, shake hands and disappear quickly as I don't feel right when I get a compliment and I also have a train to catch. But a little honesty here now, that was really nice to hear and it meant a lot. Game 7, Newcastle vs Liverpool, 27th of August 2023, chapter called When It's Easy. Sometimes games crop up with nostalgia written all over them. This one for my Czech friends and for a website conjures up memories of Esprit, Colomore and Keegan slumped over the Anfield hoardings. Yes, possibly one of the greatest football matches ever, pulsating from start to finish. I was lucky enough to be preferred this one. A Newcastle side who haven't won any trophies for years, who have now been bought out by the Saudis and apparently are becoming rather good. My, how their fortunes seem to have changed. I just wonder what has brought that on. Against a Liverpool side whose manager Jurgen Klopp has stated in the past that it's not fair that they cannot compete with the financial muscle that is coming into the Premier League. Oh, woe is me. EFL supporters, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Horrible when you cannot compete with a bigger budget and get ripped off for the sake of a fiver or more. In fairness, when selling players. But hey-ho, I digress. But in terms of football, tightly squeezed into the little studio, the game kicks off, and it did kick off. Trent Alexander-Arnold, all three of him, had a first half to forget two rash challenges, which could have seen him get two yellow cards, may have been fortunate to stay on, followed by a defence-splitting pass, which saw Gordon make it 1-0 to Newcastle. And then on 27 minutes, Gordon passed to Isak, who was cleaned out by the chimney sweep himself, good old Dick Van Dyke, sorry, Virgil, to leave Liverpool a goal down and a man down. But this is where I doff my cap to Jurgen Klopp. His side never gave in, and the ten men of Liverpool stayed in the game firstly, took over the game secondly, and won the game thirdly. As the Anfield men grew stronger, there was a sense of inevitability that one goal for Liverpool would see two, and so it proved. Good old Charlie Darwin Nunes with those two important goals. The chapter is called When It's Easy, and sometimes games give you enough that you don't need to stand about a right-footed centre-back who hasn't scored for three years and has never scored in the Premier League whilst wearing a Peaky Blinders flat cap, sporting a black eye and reading the Daily Mail and eating a sandwich and scoring with a left-foot volley whilst facing away from the goal. You can look that one up. It is actually a player who played in the 1930s. Nah, I'm lying. Game eight, Brentford versus Bournemouth on the 2nd of September, 2023. Chapter called, surprising really. Off to the city of the pretty people once again. Why the pretty people, you may ask? Well, it always appears to me that everyone that I gaze upon in London is trying to make some sort of statement with their appearance. Dressed to impress, or dressed to make you stare, or dressed like a dog's dinner. People all seem to want to stand out. You know what I mean? Let's say it's December, raining and very cold. There'll always be somebody flashing more flesh than you care to witness. Why? In the vain hope some big London producer or show person notices them for a starring role. But whilst we all have issues, and I have loads as a parent, would you not have a word to say about what you let your youngsters or partners wear? I mean, if I wore lycra right now as I am, It would be a criminal look, and I would urge people to tell me it's not right. So, why do men whose correct waist size is 40 plus go out wearing 28-inch waist jeans with a belly that hangs over his feet like a giant jellyfish escaping beneath his shirt? It's the same for women, you know, wear what you want by all means, but when their respective tight black leggings are stretched so much that the seams are screaming and I can read the product number on the tag as well as now thinking she's wearing tights, please ask a friend for advice. There are right size clothes available, but some will shout me down and say they can wear what they like, and that is true, so I apologise. Brentford versus Bournemouth does not sound as nice as Newcastle-Liverpool, does it? And after that magnificent spectacle, Torxford had given me this game knowing that I can breathe life into the most forlorn-sounding games. But they knew something I didn't. Tom told me it would be a good game, and he was right, in a slightly bizarre way. It was a Brentford battering of Bournemouth. But if you don't score when you're on top, be warned. And that summed up Brentford. With only a few minutes to go, Bournemouth were 2-1 up. Enter the impressive Mbuemo, a long ball forward and a Spanish man who lunged in. Now, lunged is a great word, isn't it? Expressive in terms of lunge, but with more emphasis on lunged, it suddenly appears rash without saying rash, and speedy too. I love a nice lunge in a commentary. Mbuemo scampers away and produces a finish. Mbuemo, an exotic sounding name, a name that conjures up the thoughts of a world-class player. But thanks to his parents, they grounded that notion for him by calling him Brian. Not his fault. Abwaymo equals Maracana, and Brian equals Morrison's Green Grocery. Still a good player, though. Game 9, Fulham versus Luton Town on the 16th of September 2023. Chapter called, When It Feels Like Hours. For the first time in a while I have a game that should be straightforward based on current form. But this is the Premier League. As I sit mulling things over a little too much on the train journey to London, I really cannot make my mind up on what's going to happen in this one. Fulham under Marco Silva impress one minute and depress another. Luton are still trying to find their Premier League feet. So I am wondering if it will be an easy afternoon or a little turgid in terms of a spectacle. I stare out of the train window feeling fairly nondescript over this one and deep in thought over life in general. An hour and twenty on the train on my own is too long with my own thoughts in all honesty. The train itself gets busier and busier and by the time we are approaching Gerrard's Cross it's so full that someone might sit beside me. No, I don't place my bag next to me. I pop it on my lap. And believe you me, no one sits next to me. Maybe it's the faint whiff of piss. Or the fact I look a little special. That no one sits next to me. Anyway, someone does brave the seat. And we head via a multitude of stops to Marlabo. As I finally saunter into the office, we, the commentators, each discuss the games we have been allotted with each other. Each of us invariably envying each other's games. Sometimes... We lie when we think we have a good one in the back to make others, often given a Burnley or a Sheffield United game this season, feel a little better. Well, after 90 plus minutes at Craven Cottage, they should have one awarded me a medal and two woke me up. Fulham's performance was that of an underperforming side. They are simply better than this showing. They won with a goal created and assisted by Fulham's William and Luton Skaminski for Vinicius to score. Three points to the man from the cottage but here is the nub of things. In your day job, being busy can feel a bit of a nightmare, but it does pass through quicker than not being busy as time drags. You can see where I'm going here. Remember, never a dead second of air on radio, please. Good grief, this was a game where the pace was slow and the game was poor and the minutes felt like, well, not hours, bloody days. Thankfully, to date this season, I haven't had too many where I really have to earn my corn, but this was one of those. Single-hander commentaries are tough, not only painting a descriptive picture, but offering insights on what you're witnessing, talking up contentious issues on the touchline and really immersing those listeners in the whole ambience of the game. Action and plenty of it. Newcastle versus Liverpool this season makes life easy. But this one was difficult to find angles, issues, actions and stories. But it was sunny and a very colourful looking setting. And it's safe to say that most of the listeners really do now know the architecture of Craven Cottage Ground. Every day is a school day. On the train home, check the sports apps for reports on the game. And yes, everybody felt the same and saw the same game as I. Job done. Game 10. Istiklol versus Al 19th of September 2023. Chapter entitled, They Want Enthusiasm. Now, back in the fold for the AFC Champions League group games. AFC equals the Asian Football Confederation and their Champions League equivalent of the UEFA Champions League in Europe. The creme de la creme of Asian football different studios for these gems and a little bit of a walk from Goldhawk Road tube station. And did I mention my knackered knees? The left one needs a replacement and I'm on the list. Heaven knows where I stand in the newspaper quoted 7 million waiting patients. But suffice to say my daily life is hard. 8 code codemol a day and still painful even in bed. The right knee on inspection by the National Health OT and I quote, has a big cartilage tear in it. But it's one knee at a time, dear Jesus, that's all you're getting from us. Just give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Like fucking walking without crying. I, <laughs> I, appear, I appear in front of Christina on the front desk. A little sweaty, teary-eyed and frankly fed up and I haven't even started. I was full of dread as well because the last time we operated out of these studios we were up on the third floor and occasionally the lift hasn't been working and I really didn't need any extra steps or even stairs right at this moment in time. But I was saved that worry as Christina said we're now operating on the ground floor and not a million miles from where we stood. Upstairs we had man caves, little rooms to perform in. Downstairs we have what looks like giant fridges to work in, soundproof booths. Now, one of my briefs from my agent who assigns me this work was, it isn't always pretty or exciting to watch and commentate on, but our broadcast partners need enthusiasm at all times. My, how my mind went back to Fulham versus Luton, and I chuckled thinking enthusiasm, piss taken, still wouldn't have worked on that one. Now, these commentaries are TV commentaries, a world of difference to radio broadcasts. We assume, rightly or wrongly, that people are watching their TVs, so a full-on radio broadcast needs to be slowed to allow the pictures to breathe. But we shouldn't assume that everyone can see their TV. A friend of mine who has been blind since birth says he watches the TV for the football, because it's his only way of being involved in that game. So I quite rightly think, still add a degree of description, but not a lot, just enough. Today's game pitched Turkmenistan's Istiklol versus the Qatari side Al It It is the first group match of six, so no real form guide to work on. Now, I am sure that all of you are now thinking, pronunciations and celebrations, I want the world to know I'm happy as can be. Well, not really happy because, as you and I know, these players are not recognisable to me a la Oxygenite players or Premier League players, and the names can be linguistically challenging. But today's sides are set as seen, if that makes sense. Although a cursory look through the team sheet for any tongue twisters is a must. Now, a real issue with these games are formations from previous games, as I like to write players' names down in positions on my match sheet so I can see the matchups of players, i.e., right winger versus left back, etc. 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 Various websites you visit for information often throw names in the air to see where they fall and put them on the website. I know that's not strictly true, but that's how it seems. But ultimately when the game starts, I am scribbling out names and moving them around my match sheet, cursing the people that have done this to me. If these ramblings ever warranted publication in written form, my match day sheets would look rubbish. You know, I have to write both halves down prior to kick off, because I need this to assist in getting the names correct from the off. Remember, on radio a misplaced name can be covered, but on TV there's no hiding place for an incorrect player's name. But I called this paragraph, chapter, whatever, they want enthusiasm. This one made my previous match in Fulham and Luton look like a fucking belter. No side wanted to lose and therefore it was played like a pre-season friendly or a dead rubber in an end of group game. Now there is enthusiasm, and then there are people watching this game. With you commentating, possibly in this case, yes, lying like a cheap watch to find enormous interest. We, football fans, often revert to likening the standard on-show to where it would sit in our own domestic footballing pyramid. On the evidence of this board draw and just this match, with the added lack of winning endeavour on-show, and not to mention lack of quality, this one sat in the lower reaches of the National League, and I might be being kind. But hopefully they won't all be as bad, and hopefully the fear of losing won't have such a stranglehold on both sides going forward. I stand up after the match is ended, and my knees scream, should I order an Uber? To get back to the tube station, or will a walk free them up a little? And I know it's not going to be a pain-free experience. For me, I thought it was a solid commentary performance by myself, and Brendan the producer smiles and actually gives me the nod on a good com on a pap match. Tube, Costa, train, home. But believe it or not, commentating is quite draining and you're performing to a degree. So on arrival at the homestead I'm a little knackered and in pain.